In the last two decades, over 7,000 American soldiers have lost their lives on the battlefield. Yet in that same time period, we've lost over 100,000 to veteran suicide. And hundreds of thousands more of our brave warriors and their families continue to suffer every single day from the mental scars of war, otherwise known as combat-related post-traumatic stress or combat PTSD. Enough is enough. We're doing something about it. Our 501c3 nonprofit, Operation Save Our Soldiers, is helping to change the lives of our brave men and women struggling with combat PTSD with our direct sponsorship of an exclusive warrior retreat and a revolutionary new therapy that's literally putting an end to their symptoms and suffering in as little as just one two-hour session without drugs or the old-school talk therapy pushed by the VA. The results are instant and permanent, but we need your help. Soldiers pay nothing for the solutions they receive at these warrior retreats, which means from time to time we have to ask for assistance to help sponsor their traveling attendance. With as little as just a $5 donation right now, you can help change the life of one of our brave soldiers and help them finally win the battle against combat PTSD once and for all. 100% of your tax-deductible donation goes straight to sponsoring a veteran's attendance, so you'll know your gift will directly impact their life and get them the help that they need. Many talk about supporting our troops. Today I'm asking you to do something about it. Please help sponsor a soldier today by going to www.operationsaveoursoldiers.org. What's up, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 403. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week, and this week I thought we'd talk about some basic household survival equipment that pretty much every house probably already has, but how you can level up that survival equipment so that you're just a little bit more prepared the next time you have an emergency. All right, without further ado, are you ready? Then let's talk leveling up your household survival gear. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week. I had a conversation with a friend uh, a couple of weeks back. There was a terrible, terrible uh, storm down in the southern tier of New York State. I am in the sort of the middle of New York State, and when you get down to the southern edge of the state, that's what we here in New York call the southern tier. If you go all the way to the east and then all the way to the south, you're in New York City. That bears no resemblance to the rest of New York State. Uh, So when you start out in central New York, then the southern tier to you is the lower and left portion And down there, they had a horrible, horrible storm. This was after winter had already broken. Most of us were of the mind that winter was over. And then all of a sudden, they had a brief but powerful storm that knocked out power down there for about three days. And I was talking to a friend of mine who, uh, you know, was was realizing that she was going to have to fire up her car to charge her phone. And I'm like, well, don't you have like a solar charger or something? And she said, no, I'm not sure what you mean. So I went and found a link for her uh, to a Dynamo hand crank solar radio, your typical survival power generating radio. Uh, and I, I told her about it and she, I guess, eventually put it in her Amazon, uh, uh, you know, she put it in her cart and then didn't buy it. And then her husband came along and was like, oh, I bet she wants this. And he bought it for her for her birthday. 
So when her birthday came around, she was like, thank you for the gift recommendation. I'm like, what? And then she told me the story. But all of that got me to thinking about the household survival equipment that I always take for granted that a lot of people don't have. And then I got to thinking about the stuff that the average person probably does have that I know we had as kids growing up that uh, could be leveled up so that it is better survival equipment. So growing up, we had the, the flashlight in the drawer in the kitchen. And if you if you grew up in the 1970s or 1980s, you know what I'm talking about. This was a like an, an aluminum uh, kitchen drawer flashlight. I think every household was just issued one by the government or something. We all seem to have them. And there was a retro version of that flashlight on the market not that long ago, a few years ago. I remember buying one and sticking it in my drawer of flashlights because it, it amused me so, the idea of having a retro flashlight that reminded me of that horrible, dim aluminum-bodied uh, silver flashlight that we had in the kitchen drawer. It was the flashlight that stopped you from opening the junk drawer because periodically you'd go to open that drawer and something would be stuck. Well, that flashlight always came out when there was a power outage. And we had the usual, you know, candles if the power outage got worse. And there was one power outage that I remember in particular. There was a terrible ice storm back in the early 90s. And I was home from college uh, and when that ice storm hit, it knocked out power for about a week. Um, and so we were cooking meals in the garage with the door open uh, on the, you know, the, the grill because it was cold. It was still winter. It was winter break. Uh, but that was the only way to cook a hot meal was, was on the grill. So my father just brought the grill into the garage, you know, brushed the snow off, <laughs> opened up the garage door, fired up the grill. And, and that's how we had meals. And, and uh I remember moving the portable lantern that we had that was battery powered from one room to another, especially when you need to use the bathroom at, you know, because the plumbing still worked, but the lights didn't. So you'd have to take the lantern into the bathroom when it was completely dark because there were no windows in that particular bathroom. And to have any shot of seeing what you needed, you had to bring the light with you. So these are all childhood memories that reminded me of the types of things we had on hand, uh, like a, a, a Later in life, I created a power outage toolbox. I bought a red toolbox because that, you know, sort of signified emergency to me. And I filled it with emergency candles and batteries, um, extra lighters, things like that. Well, whatever household survival gear you have, I'm willing to bet there's probably some things that everybody has. Now, I know this audience is a little atypical. We're already involved in things like survival. But I bet you know people, like my friend, who really don't think about this stuff, but who may have some of the basic power outage supplies on hand. And you can gently encourage the people around you or take a stock of your own stuff and see if there's ways for you to upgrade your household survival gear to level it up. You know, it's like a video game. You're going to you're going to level up to something a little bit better. So the very first thing that comes to mind is the household flashlight. I have a flashlight hanging by the door that I use for taking the dog out at night so that, to put it bluntly, so that I can see if he goes or not. Um, that flashlight is a nice, bright, handheld unit. It's not compact enough to carry in your pocket. It's just, you know, your basic energizer. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's got a rubber armored body so that you can drop it and it won't get broken. Um, it's the kind of thing that's perfect for hanging next to the door for going out at night. Um, 
So that flashlight would be a great emergency flashlight for the household. But you can level that up. And what would you level that up to? You would level that up to a household spotlight, the kind of thing that you can recharge. It used to be if you bought a spotlight, you had to get one of those giant batteries, you know, the, the thing that's about the size of a loaf of bread, <laughs> and put it in there. And the, the thing was really heavy because it was mostly battery. These days, you can buy handheld spotlights. I have one that I got at Aldi, for crying out loud, the grocery store chain, because they, they have that one aisle of really cool stuff. I bought all kinds of stuff at Aldi, like like a rotary tool, a rip-off Dremel, basically, and other tools, and this spotlight. But uh, it's a rechargeable spotlight. It takes a micro USB cord. You just plug it into anything you've got that you're charging off a micro USB, and uh, you charge up the battery, and you've got a very powerful handheld spotlight, which is great for when you want to see more. And by that, I mean one night uh, my girlfriend was like, I think there's someone standing on the lawn. I'm like, what? It was, you know, it was nighttime. She had taken the dog out. She came right back in. There's someone standing out there. So I grabbed the spotlight because it was pitch dark out there and I wanted as much light as possible to light up the yard so I could see everything. And I go out there and I see two eyes at man height reflected at me. And for a split second, I think there is some weirdo standing on my front lawn. And I switch the spotlight on and I'm staring at a giant deer. A giant buck with huge antlers just standing on the front lawn. We're, you know, this is a suburban neighborhood. We're not out in the middle of the woods. He's just standing there like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> so I shooed him away. I'm like, you, get out of here. Get out of here. And he did. He kind of moseyed off. He wasn't in any hurry. But uh, I got a good chuckle out of that. But I was glad I had the spotlight. Um, so if you have a household flashlight, you can level it up with a very inexpensive, rechargeable Spotlight, a handheld spotlight, because they're really bright. And yes, I know you can get some really cool tactical lights that are as bright or brighter than a handheld spotlight. Some of them are amazingly bright. Uh, so that's up. That's on you. It all comes down to what you want to spend. You can get a rechargeable spotlight for very little money, like I said, from your average grocery store chain like Aldi. Um, but, but they make a great household companion, and it's a great way to level up that one aspect of your survival gear. All right, let's talk about item number two. Um... Number two, this is something, again, that I got at Aldi. My, uh, my girlfriend actually brought it home from Aldi for me. It's a battery organizer. And I got, this is how you know you're an old man. I got excited about the battery organizer, which holds some ridiculous number of batteries, all nice and neat and tidy, and has a built-in battery tester that you can use to check all the different batteries to see if they're still good. And so I got to thinking about how awesome it was to have those all at hand. And I have plenty of batteries. They're squirreled away in drawers and stuff. But the organizer will make it easy for me to keep them where I can more easily get at them. But the way you level up that battery organizer is to not be dependent on alkaline batteries at all. Because they are consumables. They will eventually uh, run out. You can buy, and a couple of different survival companies offer these. I think Survival Frog is one of them. Um, I think there's another one, too, that I've seen. You can buy rechargeable batteries that have a USB port built right into them so that you can charge the batteries as long as you have a cable connected to a power source. So if you've got a phone charger that uses, a, I think most of them are micro USB, you can plug the battery right in and charge it right there. Um, uh, there are, no, I'm sorry, let me back up. They have the USB-N, not the micro USB-N. They have the, the part that plugs in to the USB port. 
So, like for instance, I bought several of those, and I got one of those um, uh, USB strips like you would add ports to your computer with. And so I plugged that in, and then I just plugged all the batteries into the ports, and there you go, charged all my batteries. It was awesome. Uh, so those are rechargeable. You could go the more conventional rechargeable battery route that has the, the separate recharger unit that you put them in. But upgrading to rechargeable batteries makes sense uh, on an ongoing, you know, keeping your batteries ready. But you might be saying, well, yes, but if I'm preparing for like a grid down event that lasts a few days, having rechargeable USB batteries is not going to help me. Well, it will if you combine that with a USB charging unit. Um, there are solar chargers you can buy. I have a few of those. I think Survival Frog makes one that has multiple panels sort of in series, so it gathers more power than one of the single panel units. You can buy these larger uh, flat panel units that are kind of like a like a portfolio. They unfold. They're about the size of two eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper, uh, and those can be used for solar charging. But you can also buy what I was talking about before, one of those dynamo crank radios that is also a charger that is intended to charge phones. Well, if it'll charge phones, it'll charge other things via USB. So you should really consider investing in not only something that is rechargeable, but the equipment to recharge it. None of these things are that expensive. You know, having the ability to recharge the power cells that go into your survival gear, that's really key. And think in terms of the power's not going to be on anytime soon. I remember we did a number of stories about Superstorm Sandy and how in the wake of Superstorm Sandy in New York, there were like these power warlords, like a guy with a convenience store who had an extension cord and was charging people to hook up to his like grid of extension cords to charge their phones and their tablets so that they could stay in, in touch with their family members. You do not want to be at the mercy of the local... 7-Eleven power charging warlord, you know. So all of these things are easy to buy. They're available everywhere. You can, uh, I, if I went down to Harbor Freight right now, I could get some recharging gear. They have a bunch of stuff. They even sell larger systems, if I remember correctly. Uh, they have, Harbor Freight has an unusually good selection of survival stuff, uh, at least the ones local to me do. Um, you can go on Amazon, you can go anywhere else, any, any, any place that sells electronics accessories. And you can level up from just disposable batteries, which I love my battery organizer and I love my batteries, but you know, in an extended power outage, you need to repair for the possibility that you can't get out to get batteries or there's no batteries to be found. I remember uh, we had, they called it straight line winds. One, I think it was Labor Day. It was like the, the Labor Day storm. And I remember it, it hit the state fair here in New York. This was quite a few years ago. And uh, the power was out for several days. And at, at that point in my life, it was the longest power outage I had yet had to endure. I had to drive several counties away in order to find batteries uh, because they'd been sold out in all the other stores local to me. So always keep in mind that what you have may be all you have. So rechargeable batteries and rechargers that operate from solar or hand crank could be what keeps you going. And yeah, th there will be periods of time, downtime, especially if you're using a solar charger, because it's not like you're creating enough power from your average solar charger that you could plug your phone in and be using it while it's drawing power. Like these are some of these are trickle chargers. It's going to take a while, but it's better than nothing. It's better than being down completely and having no option. So that's how you level up having batteries, is by moving up to the ability to recharge your own power cells. Um, let's see, item number three, 
every household has bottled water. I remember when the pandemic hit, for whatever reason, people thought that the first thing they were going to be unable to do is get water out of the pipes of their house. I'm not sure. I don't know why people react that way. There was nothing about the pandemic that said you will not be able to drink the water that you're already drinking from your house. But there was a run on bottled water at the grocery stores and and you couldn't buy bottled water or they were limiting sales of it. Um, I happened to always have plenty of bottled water on hand, so I I didn't really need to worry about that at the time. And we didn't end up needing the bottled water. So, but for whatever reason, I think because water is so essential, people reflexively think I need to make sure I've got enough water if there's an emergency. So you probably already keep bottled water on hand. And if you don't, I would encourage you to have just a few cases in a pantry somewhere. Uh, But one way to level that up so that you are never worried about being able to drink the water that is available to you is to have water filtering equipment, you know, purifier straws or even those canteens that have purifiers built into them. Some means of filtering water that you find or the water from your pipes so that you can continue to drink no matter what. Um, I know that in my neighborhood, there is a small stream where I could go and get water if I needed it. I would then need to boil and purify that water. Um, I happen to be dependent on a CPAP machine, uh, which helps me to breathe at night. Um, And that machine has to have distilled water for it. Now, you can run it without water, but it it, it dries out your throat if you don't. Getting distilled water during the pandemic periodically was a problem. So what I did was I went out and I bought, it's a piece of equipment that you use to get into home brewing, but by itself, the big steel tank can be used simply to distill water. So I have the capability of producing my own distilled water on the stovetop if I want to. And you can look up online ways to do that, ways to distill water. You've got like one pot inside another pot and all this other stuff. But buying this simplifies that process greatly. So I leveled up a personal need, the ability to distill water in the same way. You know, yes, you can buy distilled water, you can stockpile distilled water, but any consumable will eventually get used up. You must always plan ahead for what happens when the consumables run out. So when it comes to bottled water, the way to, the way that we level that up is to make sure that we have some means of purifying found water so that all water can be made to be drinkable water uh, within reason. All right, uh, number four, I mentioned uh, cooking on the grill during a power outage when I was in college. Uh, that's what my father did to get us through the power outage. And as a kid, I remember thinking it was kind of fun. You know, you're doing something unusual. You're you're eating food off the grill in the middle of December. It was it was kind of fun. But uh, if you have a grill, even if you just have one of those little tiny portable grills, a charcoal grill or a propane grill, there you know, a little Weber propane grill was one of the things I used most um, from my early 20s onward. I had one that lasted for 10, 15 years and longer. Sometimes they rust out and sometimes the, the little igniter stops working. Um, but you can get one of those, and that's great. Um, but one way to level up your survival gear from just having a grill so that you can make food if the power's out. And some of you have gas stoves, so it's not as big a problem for you, but that's less common now. There is a product on the market. I've seen it in various forms, various shapes and sizes. They sell these awesome little survival burners, many of which have the capability to use different types of fuel. I have a little survival burner. It fits into a box that's about the size of a watch box. If you've ever bought a a watch that comes in a big square plastic box, you've got something that same size that holds this folded up survival burner. You take it out of there, you unfold the legs, 
you take the little hose that's connected to the burner and you can connect that using a series of adapters. You can connect that to a propane tank. You can connect that to the isobutane tanks you buy in the camping section. And you could even connect that to a, a pure butane cartridge that uses the same butane that you would put in a cigarette lighter. So uh, that is having multiple fuel sources gives you more options so that you can continue to cook and have a burner to heat water and make food and purify water by boiling it. You know, uh, that is a great survival item. They don't take up much space. They are not terribly expensive. Um, so consider upgrading to, in addition to your grill, upgrading to one of these survival burners that has multiple fuel sources and then setting aside a few of the different examples of the fuel just so that you've got stuff to rely on. I'm not saying to, you know, fill your basement with flammable uh, pressurized gas. I'm just saying, you know, make sure you have some stuff on hand. Because if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that when, the as soon as you need it, as soon as you realize you need something, it's going to be sold out everywhere. There's going to be shortages. It bothers me a lot that I got through more than four decades of my life only to end up living in a time of consumer shortages. But that's the world we live in. We've got to deal with it now and get through it. So that's how you level up just... Being able to cook on a grill, you level up to an actual portable survival burner that you can put in your bug out bag even. Um, and then finally, uh, we talked about uh, the little dynamo hand crank radios that, that charge things up. You, you should have, at the very least, a battery-powered AM, FM, hopefully shortwave radio. I actually, I'm, I guess I'm susceptible to social media advertising. I saw a really nice little unit advertised on Facebook, and I bought it, and I'm really happy with it. I don't normally buy stuff off social media like that, but I bought this, and it's just a little tiny AM, FM shortwave radio. It's a great little survival radio. runs on a couple of AAA batteries. You can upgrade your radio to a full-on survival radio, and they make some really nice ones. Some of them have a solar panel. They have a crank built in so that you can produce power for recharging phones or other USB devices. Uh, and these can get really nice. Like, depending on how much money you want to spend on a survival radio, you can have a really top-of-the-line unit that is multiple survival items all in one. So that's how you level up the basic radio to one of the full-on survival radios that also becomes one of the redundant items in your power charging repertoire. So it's always a good idea to have more than one way to charge something, especially since most of us have more than one device. And if the power was completely off here, I still have the ability to get on the internet as long as I have my phone because I can hotspot my phone and use that as a portable internet source. Well, if I don't have multiple chargers, I can only be charging one thing at a time. You may need to be able to charge more than one unit at a time. So... That is my five items that you can level up uh, for household survival. We talked about the flashlight leveling up to a spotlight. We talked about having batteries, leveling them up to some means of recharging rechargeable cells. Uh, bottled water levels up to having a means of purifying water that you find. Uh, your, your grill and, and your alternative means of cooking can be leveled up to a full-on survival burner that has multiple flexible fuel options. And a portable AM-FM shortwave survival radio can be upgraded, leveled up to a full-on hand-crank recharging survival radio unit. Um, I think these are simple. These are inexpensive options. They're things that we really should be taking for granted because we should already have them covered. So if you don't, or if you know people that you care about who don't, Start giving some gifts, man. You know, send some Amazon gift certificates. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like to shop with Amazon. There's other ways to get these things. Just, you know, go to Survival Frog. You can buy a bunch of this type of gear right from Survival Frog. Uh, there's no reason you shouldn't be shopping for this gear now because uh, when you need it, 
it's going to be too late to shop for it. All right, that's going to about do it. I have been Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.